It's your boy, Mr. Handcrafted, and welcome to the I Don't Know Shit Podcast. We have a returning guest, Mr. Councilman Vincent Earl Jones Dixon, or, or Kamaka Kulani Earl Jones Dixon. <laughs> Kamaka Kulani Jones Dixon, yes. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, sir. Good welcome morning. back. Thank you. Good morning. It's fucking, I mean, it's extremely early right now. I'm glad you came by. Um, the early bird catches a worm, right? Absolutely. Them is hustling turns. That's yeah. not for politics, brother. I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> or it's the fact that I have two kids and a wife. And, uh, and that's, I, that's the only time I can get meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not even meetings. Do activities for myself. That works. Okay. Uh, the big win. How was it, man? Tell me about it. Like, where were you at? Like, what was it like? Did yeah. you guys have a party? We didn't. We had a um, we had a small gathering with our campaign okay. team and okay. then folks that have uh, worked on the campaign. So it was myself and uh, Eddie Morales, who's going for mayor, and then Dina Danucci. She's uh, did he did he get it? It's still they're still counting the votes. Oh, really? Yeah. So right now he is about a hundred and I think one hundred and twelve votes behind Travis uh, Stovall. And uh, what's what's up next is we have to go and chase ballots or what have you. So the incomplete ballots, we get to go. Uh, they're going to send out a letter to everyone that had incomplete ballots. And then we get to go and encourage them to complete it so their vote will count for Eddie. And that's that is crazy because that same thing happened to him two years ago when he ran for city council. Initially, it showed that he lost. And then he went and chased it like 500 ballots. And he won by 58 votes. Because he got about a little over 150 signs. Oh, so he he was sitting on city council already. Currently, yeah, he is. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, that's I saw, I saw those uh, cards that you sent. Like, what was that about? Which cards? Uh, his DUI and all that shit. Like, what was that? That um, well, the the his opponents they uh, posted a uh, they were just doing a smear campaign. Why did like that's politics. They, people do whatever they can to win. I was reading that some of that shit. I was like, nigga, I can never run for politics. <laughs> I, I think the cool thing about Eddie, or the great thing about Eddie, is the fact that he's embraced everything that he's been through in his um, in his past. He doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't deny any of that. But right. at the same time, he's done a lot, of, and that was before he was even in um, in politics. They were talking about stuff that happened like twenty years ago. Uh, so he doesn't sweep anything under the rug. He embraces everything, and he's honest. So. That's that's crazy, bro. You know, if you go into politics, you have to fully embrace your past. But that was like a long, like that was over almost ten years ago now. Yeah. yeah. What what I what I heard when you first go into politics, you should list out everything that people can pull up and then have a response ready for it. I low key, low low key, like uh, yeah, that's it's like the, yeah, yeah. I think people call like that the Eminem theory or some shit like that. You know how he was like in Eight Mile and at the very last battle he mm-hmm. was fucking, he like was rapping, but he said like every in his battle. Oh yeah, about saying, himself. He was saying everything negative there was to say about him to yeah. almost like not give. He, like what what is it you can say now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it, it does work that way sometimes for sure. Yeah, yeah. But how does it feel, man? Like yeah, it feels great. I'm relieved that it's over as far as the campaign is concerned. I was extremely leading up to the campaign. I was extremely nervous because we had five opponents or four opponents. Okay. Uh, from my I team. didn't I didn't realize that there was that many people running. I literally That's thought it was thing. just you and one other person. That's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, in this, you never see your opponent's name. Um, but I was just nervous because I didn't know because you had folks that would split the votes, meaning if you have other folks that have the, that are in alignment with your same values yeah. or same thing, um, people will there's a potential that some they would vote for them instead of uh, you. But I. We won by quite a bit. 
Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. That's like what's 7, up. 000, I think it was like 6,000, 5,000 votes or something like that. That's what's up. So he wasn't making Gresham great again, unfortunately. Sorry, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still will. He'll, he, we, he, the door's still open for him to contribute. It, it, it'll always be open, and we're better together. So That works. I like that attitude. Um, what is, what is, what is, like, now that you're on the city council, like, what is, like, one of your big goals? Yeah, police reform. Police reform, Police I like reform that. and public safety. Um, and then just learn. We have the key issues in Gresham right now is uh, obviously COVID. And then we're in the middle of a budget crisis where like there's like a $13 million uh, shortfall. So we have to come up with solutions for that. Um, and then building, restoring trust within the city. Okay. So we're having, uh, we just hired, we're going to be hiring an equity consultant. Um, and then obviously police reform or public safety. Re- truly, when I think police reform, I think of defining what does community policing look like or community safety what does that look like for us in Gresham and the methods that we go about achieving that so that's my that's my main focus that's the thing that I'm excited about so I do have like a couple more like uh it's not like it's I I wouldn't say like serious questions but it's just like for me like when I think about politics and I think about people trying to like change the world for the better Mm -hmm. um I don't feel like you are the first person to be like, nigga, I'm about to change this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like most people say in politics, eventually everybody ends up getting bought out Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. It's like, what makes you different? Like, why do you feel like your voice is going to make a difference as opposed to all these different people that have came before you? Because people have been fighting for police reform and shit since Martin Luther King. Yeah. Since even if you go back to um like Booker T Washington and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. th- this is not this is not a new fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like what is it about Vincent that's going to make a difference? Yeah. I the thing it's not about me, it's about we. Okay. So I'm very intentional about including other people in the conversations. Okay. I don't have all the answers. I believe collectively we do. Okay. So we have the commu- when I say we, I mean, i.e. the community of folks right. that have traditionally not been a part of those conversations. Right, right. Um, and then also working with those that are in power now as far as the police force and what have you. And collectively, we will find that find that solution. <clears throat> do it, you, yeah. Do you feel like the police are have the police admitted that there's even an issue? No. So and that's a blanket in Gresham. Actually, they have. um they they have, but we have to go deeper. I, I think we just scratched the surface. Right. Yes. Yeah, for me, it's the methods that we use to achieve. That's what needs to be addressed. Um, and they haven't fully embraced that yet. Or we haven't even had that conversation. I need to have that direct conversation with them about it. Like, for me, I can't sit here and say, like, I've had a bunch of terrible encounters with the police. Usually mm-hmm. when I got pulled the fuck over, I was doing something I shouldn't have fucking been doing. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to lie. So for me, I haven't, I don't have that story where police are terrible. They, they, like, I had one experience where I was driving over by Jeff and I was in a Red Avenger mm-hmm. and I had a cop pull up behind me. And they do this thing sometimes where they like speed up and kind of like hit their brakes and kind of make you swerve or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, it's almost like they, it's like they're trying to make you commit a traffic violation so they have a reason to pull you over mm-hmm. and i think in their head it was like nigga you in that red car ain't got no business over here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but for me that's the only and i mean when they hit wifey's car yeah but other than that i don't have like these other stories like other people but i mean just because that's not my reality don't mean that's not 
other people and majority's reality. Right, right. And so for me, it's just like with any bad situation, I feel like unless there's a problem first admitted. Yeah. I don't feel like there's any room for real growth. I agree. And that's what that's what I'm looking to to change. Okay. Yeah. Or find a how do you think how are we gonna go about that? It's starting with the conversations. Okay. So you have to address I, I feel like people are sick of talking though. Like, like haven't we been talking about shit for a long ass time? Nigga, we've been marching and fucking talking forever. I think it's one thing it's to talk about it and then also to have a collective commitment as far as finding a solution that fits us in Gresham. So when you think um I, that, that's my thought. I don't. I, I can't share any examples yet because we're going. No, 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 yeah. no. By all means, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, before you came on or whatever, we were having a conversation about this book that I'm listening to. I'm not reading it. I wish I would have read it because is it his voice? Maybe. It's well, so break it down for it. Listen, it all right. So that's another problem I got with this mother lover, bro. Check this out. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it must be his his voice because I didn't listen to this. So listen. Thing. It's so it's so. Tell, tell them what it is. Though. All right. So first of all, um, so me and um, so I, I I'm part of this like junior management team uh-huh. at work, right? Mm-hmm. And me and a couple other leads and like the managers, like we'll get together, we'll read books and shit like that. One of the books that we're reading is by a gentleman by the name of David Goggins. Right. It's like yeah. I forgot the actual name of the book. How to be a Navy? No, oh, it's not. It's not. It's, it's uh, can't hurt me. Like yeah, David yeah. Goggins. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's a clean version, and then there's like an edited version, right? Right. right. And then the, I'm listening to the Audible version. Audible's dope as hell. Um, just with me doing all my business stuff, I don't really have much time to sit down and read books anymore. I just don't. So, plug like, for Audible. So, boom. <laughs> right. Uh, so, check that out. Um, when uh, I'm listening to this book, and the way it's formed is it's formed as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like read along. So basically, what it is is this white dude. Yeah, yeah. Reading a book, and then he'll ask questions, right? And then he'll talk to David Goggins at the end of each chapter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it bo- maybe this is petty for me, but nigga, this white boy keeps saying nigga and nigger. Yes, bro. But that's what he's. I reading. don't give a mother lover, bro. For me, and it, and, and so for me, that it's like it, yeah. It, it, I I get what you're saying. It, it's I, bro. It's hard to. All right, yes, bro. And you keep saying it, and he eventually said, It's hard for me to read it. Then don't read it, mother. What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't see it. Maybe I like, didn't even get to. I so, made like, it to he was chapter. saying, So, like, it was. So, it's David Goggins talking about his experience and growing up in a predominantly white area. Yeah. And his run ins with different white people and them calling him nigger and shit like that. And yeah. it's just for me. So, when I when I read that, and I'm when I'm hearing this white boy read it, like, my, bro, my fucking white my, man. White, sorry, yeah. white man. Yeah, uh-huh. that do sound hella disrespectful. Uh, white man, read this white gentleman, Caucasian male, European male. Not African American. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude or whatever. <laughs> sorry, that did come off rude. Um, um, when I was, when I heard that, I had just got done listening to 50 Cent's book mm-hmm. also, and it's like, um, hustle harder, hustle smarter. Mm-hmm. And basically, in this book, he was explaining how um, 
he like he's just explaining his life and how he went from music and then how he realized once music was over he was gonna have to find a different lane and how he got into television and wanted to get in production mm-hmm. and he did movies and stuff like that and how he was scared to make certain movies because he didn't want to get that stigma of being like a having a black movie or something like that you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. and so like he was saying with get rich or die trying. Even as diverse, he had a he had a very well he had a great director mm-hmm. producer. It wasn't just a bunch of black people. It was a very diverse group of people, mm-hmm. people with very well like lots of credentials. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he still got put in this box. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like when I was reading that, I was like, damn, maybe did he have a white dude read it or did he not read it just so that he didn't like get put in that box of having a black book or and for me it's like damn do we have to go as far as letting a white dude read our story to make that shit like resonate with people like for me for me i'm not gonna lie it bothered me It, it was annoying like i've been in situations where i've gotten called nigger and shit like that like that's just not a like for me, when I hear a white person say it, it it it, it sends something through you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's yeah. not like, like it's not me just trying to be macho. Mm-hmm. I don't fight every white person I hear say the word, mm-hmm. but it does make me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just like it would have resonated different if I would have heard brother hear 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 it hear his story from his mouth. So is that the reason why you don't like? Nah, and, and it's not even that I don't like it. It just seems like I feel like people like. <clears throat> People in life make it seem like it's just supposed to be like you're supposed to have a mom and a dad. You grow up in a house and it's just supposed to be roses and all these different things. Like, mm-hmm. like for me, the shit that he had, motherfuckers would have died for. Like, okay, okay. like you need to for, share. You need to share with them who David Goggins is. David Goggins in was the a, book in the book itself. So the, is, all right, so David Goggins is. A Navy SEAL. He was a gentleman that grew up in, I think it was Indiana. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he grew up with uh, his father was an alcoholic. He was a pimp. He was abusive. A business he, owner. Too. He was a business owner. He owned a skate ring, but he also was sending girls all over the state and stuff like that. And his mm-hmm. dad had a lot of uh, pool and he had a, a lot of famous friends that used to come by the skating ring and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like he was the guy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so David Goggins talks about his like traumatic experience as a child and right. and how he used to watch his mom get beat and how he used to get hit on and stuff like that and like I told you I was nervous to say this shit but like for me it's like when continue to share paint the picture of what the book is about. so the book is I haven't finished the book completely okay but for me it was basically he ended up going through life and kind of becoming so I, I was telling you the other day that I had a friend write a book named Wait mm-hmm. and he had got to that point of Wait he mm-hmm. just was in limbo he was just like not knowing what the f- he was going to do with himself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, he had got super overweight. Yeah. He had got like 300 pounds. Uh, he had found himself um, in a job where he was having to kill cockroaches. He had became an exterminator, essentially. Yeah, and he yeah. got the job because he found out he could get a free truck. Yeah. And it wasn't like heavy, like a lot of hours. Like he was looking for what it seemed like an easy life, an easy way out. Yeah, and that's David Goggins. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, like, a pinch. Eventually, he got to a point where he he said he had gotten to. Uh, I think it was a restaurant, and it was so gross. It was yeah. roaches are all over the place, and like he went to go like start spraying something. I think, and he said there was roaches started raining from the ceiling, and it was just getting in his clothes, and it was just like it disgusted him, and like you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, I'm sick of this. I ain't like. He was like, I, I forgot what happened, what triggered his mind to make him want to become a Navy SEAL. But something happened where he was like, I'm done. I yeah. want something different for myself. Uh-huh. Eventually, he ended up, um, I think, in become, wanting to become a Navy SEAL. But he had to find like a recruiter that would like take him and shit like that. Like no one really took him serious. He was like 300 and something pounds mm-hmm. to become a Navy SEAL or to become even get in the Navy. I think you have to be. A certain weight class or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But um. Uh. Basically, he ended up finding a recruiter that took him serious, and basically was like he had three months. I think it was to lose. I think it was like a hundred and fifteen pounds or a hundred and something pounds. Mm-hmm. Three months, mm-hmm. and he ended up doing it. He ended up losing. I think almost like two hundred or I don't know. He lost a lot of freaking weight or yeah. whatever. He ended up becoming that guy to become the, that he needed. To become that Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. So he finally goes into, uh, I think what it is, is like boot camp or whatever like that. And like, he basically ends up getting injured mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. Had to get sent home, tried to come back and was like, you can come back, but you have to start all the way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He didn't end up doing that three times. Right. And then ended up eventually passing through or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. These trainings and the shit that he had to put himself through was mentally and physically hard yeah like navy seals go through some of the toughest training that there is like human like like mentally and physically you know what i mean yeah like they literally have to like get drowned and shit like that like you know what i mean like it's 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 some tough shit yeah and so for me like when i'm reading it it's like it almost sounds like for me it just sounds like i don't know it's like i think eventually he had a kid and then, all right, so I'll, I'll keep going. And he, like, after he eventually passes through, and then after he passes through, he ends up getting to a point where he wants, like, somebody was, he was asking him somebody something like, what should he do now or something like that. And basically he told him to go run, like, a 100, uh, uh, 100 mile marathon or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And within, like, three days training, I think he, the dude told him, uh, he should do that on a Wednesday, and that race was like on a Saturday or some shit like that. And he ended oh, up yeah. doing it with no preparation yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Was and that it, for the Navy? I forgot. It's been like I think a year so. Like that one wasn't for that one wasn't for the 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 Navy fundraising one, but he was that one and other ones were to get him in preparation for the Navy fundraising one. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at now, where he he's like ran all these. Um, like a ultrathon runner or some yeah. shit like that. Like, yeah. uh, and for me, it's just like when, when I, when I hear about, um, I heard people like hear people say shit like, uh, like when people, when white people go out and they do shit like bungee jumping mm-hmm. and like they do crazy, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like 50 cents. They didn't said it in his book, I believe. And he was like, Black people usually call white people crazy for going out and, like, doing shit like that. And for us, 
We don't do and go look for crazy shit like that because we leave our house, nigga, and we got our head on a swivel. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the life we live. We don't got to go look for dangerous shit, nigga. That's just our life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. just what we in, so we don't go looking for that shit. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like, it almost seems like he was trying to, like, look to, like, prove to somebody. Like, for me, if you're willing to go put yourself in a point where you can literally almost kill yourself, be paralyzed, can't walk again, it's mm-hmm. almost like you can't do nothing else for your family. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to be very comfortable of some sort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I would never go put myself in a point where I could potentially hurt myself, where I couldn't work ever again, because I'm not stable enough for that right now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, if he's to the point where he can legit fucking just go put himself through this fucking physical and mental abuse Mm -hmm. consistently over and over again he knows that if he fucking gets to the point where he never walks again never fucking can take care of himself he's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't have that same thought process just like a lot of other million americans yeah so for him to be able to want to go just do all this crazy shit Mm -hmm. just because he wanted to prove how tough he was as a man that nigga had to be comfortable bro yeah i don't think it for me what I when I think about do it, you get what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying, and I get what you're saying. My interpretation when I I think he at the at his core he he lives life to the fullest, and he and he, I believe it's his call to to push people to do that same thing. Right. And when you think about his childhood and what he's been through, he was dyslexic, and he couldn't. I'm he still dyslexic, I, nigga. I get shit backwards all the goddamn yeah, time. That shit, didn't, I sound retarded. He didn't excel in school. Neither he, did I. And he was abused as a child. So was I. And all this other stuff. And his, his what he did was proved. He showed. He did what he needed to do to show up in this world. And that means living. He was an extreme athlete. He had to break down his mind. He had to figure out how to navigate through the world. So he had to study through his stuff and he had to write out everything that he read in his packets and what have you. He did what he needed to do to be successful. And I think that's an example of that. I don't think he did it to say that, to show that he's macho. I I think he did it to prove to himself that he can accomplish whatever he set his mind to. And that that. showed up in the form of him being the toughest man on earth or whatever. Right, 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 right. That's just like you showing up with your your podcast and handcrafted and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just played out differently. And that's I, what makes the world beautiful. For me, it was just like, it, for me, it just like, it was hard to listen to because it was just like, this nigga keep complaining. Shut the fuck up. But you had other things going for you. I mean, you had a, uh, a white gentleman that saying the N-word and asking questions and he's coming into this world. Yeah. I think that, that I didn't even think about it like that, and maybe that's why I didn't finish the whole, the uh, whole, the whole book. Bro, it was like it was like, bro, it was like first chapter. It was like nigger. I was like, what? <laughs> I, but but then I I didn't listen to the book until after I heard his interviews. That's why I know oh, okay. about everything else. Uh, that's why my my perspective is still, still I have to re-listen to uh, his interviews and even the book to formulate a full opinion on. I mean, it. I'm not I'm not like I said I'm not done with the book, but I, even when I was explaining my because. Um, I had those a couple of people at my job that have read this book. And basically I was talking to one of the gentlemen. He was saying, uh, when I was explaining my perspective, he was like, I didn't think about it like that. I didn't either until you mentioned the whole white gentleman and, and the whole N word. thing. Yeah, like, bro. Like, and no, like, he was just saying like the whole perspective of like, like this dude's like getting paid for all this time. Like he's getting paid to become the man. No, well, he was. Like he in boot camp, up. he's get you getting paid for that shit. You have to show up first. You have to get fit in order to do no, that before I, I you can do that. that. No, I, and I you don't. have to you have to make a decision. And he did that when he was sitting on his couch drinking three hundred pounds, drinking a milkshake, 
And after he got done spraying for cockroaches, he's like, I need to activate. I need to. And this is what activating looks like for me running 50,000 miles, yeah. you know, in the rain. I still uh, I'm not I'm not there. I Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't like I personally. Uh, so for me, I know what it's like to like want. Like, for instance, I when I first started going to the gym, uh, I would sit. I would do on the bike. I would do the bike first. Yeah. And that's how I get my in the gym. When you go to the gym, if you really want to see progress, you need to get your heart racing. Yeah. If your heart not rate isn't like pumping, mm-hmm. you're not like. It's not that you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Any type of motion's good for the body. Yeah. But as far as like building muscle or losing weight or something, you need to get your heart racing. Mm-hmm. If your heart's not racing, nigga, you're not really doing much. Mm-hmm. And so, like for me, when I first started, I would start off on the bike. I started off at five miles. I think my max got got up to like nine point seven or something. Almost, I think it was like ten miles or uh-huh. something like that within like twenty five minutes or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I could be exaggerating. I don't know. But it got to a point where the bike wasn't giving me that that burn that I wanted. I, it started to become easy. Yeah. And I actually ended up pulling a muscle from doing the bike. And, I, and so I, I, while I had like a pulled fucking hamstring, I ended up not even being able to go to work. Doctor told me and suggested me I shouldn't work out. But I was like, nigga, I can't just sit at home, nigga. I, yeah. Like being yeah. this big is not good. Yeah. And so I asked him what I could do. And he was like, you just need to not be able to do that motion of the bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I can walk, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I took my ass to the goddamn treadmill. <laughs> can we jump back to activate? <laughs> that is definitely activating. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I just I feel like uh, I just feel like when I when I heard it, it just for me it sounded like a bunch of complaining at first. Was that before? So you didn't you haven't heard any of his interviews or anything, right? No, I haven't heard anything. I didn't really know about this guy. I mean, I've heard people mention him, but I've never really. So when you when you first listened, how, did you know that the uh, narrator was white? The guy? That no. Was okay. I had no idea. I no. I, when I got the book, I didn't like. I thought it was gonna be him. Every uh-huh. audible book that I've gotten mm-hmm. has been usually the author. Charlemagne's book is him. Yeah. The uh, Fifty Cent's book is him. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. Like. I've gotten there's this one by Humble to Point called Unlearn that it's a really great book. It's uh-huh. like a hundred true tales or something like that. It's a great book or mm-hmm. some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that's another book. It's by him. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one that's ever. So it's supposed to be like a podcast read along book. Yeah, yeah. And like I don't know, I just I don't know. It it and he's and another thing he's saying in the book is just like if. If you get bothered by the word getting called the N word, like you're mentally not strong and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, like, who the fuck are you to tell somebody what their experience should be? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's niggas that been like seeing people get killed, like hate crimes and shit like that. Like that hearing bad. that, hearing that word. Yeah. Can literally trigger somebody into having like a fucking heart attack, spasms, like yeah. all that shit. Like, yeah. Like, for me, when I hear it, it literally, like, it makes my heart start to race. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, for you to tell somebody, oh, you're not mentally strong, like, mm-hmm. it must have been real nice to be able to get called a nigger and go live in your big-ass house, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. get, like, yeah. it would have been easy for me, too. Go chill with my mom and my brother and go play in my big-ass house with my pool and all that shit. Didn't he say that impacted him, though, as far as? No. No, he said basically couldn't like it's like he basically said like it's it's not a big deal and it it shouldn't be a big deal. 
we got. I would re-listen to the interview, or I have to. I have to, bro. Yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm currently listening to this book. I can go back and I'll read it, listen to a different chapter. But basically, he's saying it's not wild. Well, it's saying like basically the in hearing the n word and like letting that stop, stop you. you. Yeah, is like, like I've never let it stop me from anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to say that it shouldn't bother me or like you can't control how that shit makes you feel, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's some that's that's some I don't know that shit. I don't know. I just for me he didn't live the average life of a like a inner city kid, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't. I mean, he he stated that. He said it right. was nice so on the it's outside, just like, on the inside it was broken. I like how it. many how many do you think there's more kids from our community that could relate to his story? No, but there's not a lot of people that relate to that shit, bro. I don't I feel think like that's an example as far as like being. So who is he trying to inspire? Ain't the book supposed to be inspirational? Everybody. Okay. I was inspired. I mean, a lot of people were. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. I'm not. It's not like I don't like the guy. I just. It's, it's not that. I, it's just. I don't know. I think we should. You should invite him in for an interview. He to pro- ask, ask that nigga probably. That, he probably fucking charged me. I ain't got no money he's right not, now. No, he's. I, I would. Mean, you, know, I would you never know. You won't know until you ask. I'll, I'll say, I'll these de- are my these are my questions. Uh, would you be open to doing a an interview? You know, I would definitely write him. I would <laughs> definitely do that. But I don't. It's not that I don't like to do. He does I some dope shit. It's just like it, it, you know journey. what? It, it might be just the fact that I heard that white boy say that's nigger, I bro. Is. I think that's what it is, bro. That shit pissed me off, and yeah. he and this, he just having this happy go lucky conversation with the mother. Like. I, I, I think that's know, what bro. it is at, at 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 the root. I think that's what it that is. That shit Loki. It was like you could at least took your voice and like inserted it and be like nigger. It would have been like David Goggins <laughs> saying it or something like that. Like as insensitive, or at least have a statement at the beginning. I don't know, that. bro. That shit. That shit is. I don't know. It, it really bugs the fuck out of me, bro. Yeah. What about yeah? And it's like the white boy had to say, bro, it makes me really uncomfortable to say this, and he just was like, yeah, well, like. Really well, at least he acknowledged it. <laughs> that's I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, he's acknowledging like this is this is wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure after having this conversation, or you talking to him, they might not make that decision. They'll think differently. Oh no, as far as their approach. I mean, but that's, but that's the world, man. I, I feel like I feel like I'm weird because it's like nobody else had that same complaint. And I I'm feel pretty like, sure other people did. Do you think but so? Now, yeah, and maybe that's why I didn't make it through the whole thing. No, I only listened to the first chapter. Okay. Yeah. I mean. All right, we'll get off of David Goggins. Yeah. He's he, he, he very inspirational. He went through a lot. He pushed his body mentally and physically. I don't think I could be running and shit on myself and just keep running and <laughs> shit like that. Or shin splints. Yeah, broken, yeah, broken ankles and like, man, he's the he he's a stud, bro. Like he's a he's the guy. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I could do half of the physical shit. I think I could mentally. I think I could. You won't know until you try. And I think that's one of the things that he inspires. Yeah, yeah to absolutely. Try. For sure, and he was saying that people, uh, a lot of people like uh, try to do so. Like I'm gonna do this too, and blah blah blah. He's like, man, don't do it for me, do it for, for you. you. Exactly. Yeah, if yeah. you're doing it for me, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. So yeah, um, don't let my judgment ever change something. I hope people read the book and get their own opinion from it. Just for me, it's just when I. I don't know. I've had my own experience with that word, and I think I just might be jaded at the moment. Yeah. I mean. With the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think uh, the manager and the other guy that uh, I was talking to about it, they're just like, man, just if you can, just keep going. It Mm -hmm. gets better. 
Like it's not like it's not like that the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it, just for me, another thing for me is just like for somebody to be able to push yourself to keep like putting themselves through this physical pain and mental pain. Like I said, you just have to be very com- comfortable, secure. Like you, like there's not like there's not too many people that can just be like, all right, nigga, I'm about to go train for this fucking triathlon mm-hmm. with broken ankles and shin splints and all this other stuff. Like nigga, I got a family I got to take care of. Yeah. So maybe maybe he made some great investments. I don't know. I didn't hear about any of that shit. So mm-hmm. for me, it's just like you didn't you didn't have as hard life as you made it seem. Is honestly what it seems like to me. Honestly, I could just be tripping, but his childhood and life didn't seem as bad as he was trying to make it seem. Is in my opinion, physical abuse, mental abuse to the point where you are where you can't even focus in school, like, and- bro. That's like the fucking average inner city black kid's life. Okay. But he was going back to a... Like, I'm just saying, like, if yeah, I know people with that same experience, if they could do that shit in a the mansion, they'd take that shit. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't think so. <laughs> nah, you right, but I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah. I don't know. You right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The, I think the I, environment's I, extreme. Like I said, when we were growing up, we lived on 15th and Deacon in the quote-unquote hood shots and stuff like that yeah, in the 90s yeah nothing changed. and then we moved to a duplex that's just yeah nothing changed in our in our household and then we moved to out to the boonies on five acres and right. a bedroom house right. or what have you right um internally nothing cha- and within our it was a healthy environment right you know? right, right 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 so i i think environment matters and i that, mean and that yeah i think that i think it matters a lot for sure but i mean dad wasn't Beating on mom and shit like I know that's what I'm saying. That's like, but what I'm saying is, is like I'm saying people with that environment that were in the hood that are li- living in piss and shit and mm-hmm. got these terrible ass experiences is just like, I don't f- like. Maybe they would still complain about it, but I feel like they'd still find the the good out of life. For me, I think. Yeah. For me, what it, I think. It seems like he didn't look at the good he had out of life, and it was just a lot of, like, my life was terrible. I went through this. I went through that. It's just like, nigga, you had a lot of good, though, too. I mean, you could say you I have a roof over your head, and you have food, but at the same time, if somebody is, if someone else's actions is stopping you from really seeing who God's called you to be or tapping into your gifts or what have you, he, in, a, in a home, when I think about my kids, I think about, I tell Misha all the time, we need to be creating an experience where Vivian and Elgin can explore their gifts. If our arguing or our disagreements is preventing that from happening, that development from happening, that's a problem. And right. that's where you reach depression or suicide or you'll have negative outcomes. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter if you're living in a mansion or living on the street. We right. have, we've had cousins that have been homeless and like one of our cousins felt like he was free living on the streets and living in roach infested houses and stuff like that. Uh, and, he, and that was because his home life was was bad. You know, yeah. Uh, so I think environment matters. It doesn't matter if you have millions of dollars or. But it, I feel like it also has to do with like what you. Because you're like my idea of being free. Like I'm free right now. Yeah. Nigga. Like I got three cars. All of them got insurance on them. Mm-hmm. I got a job. My wife got the job. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to create my own businesses. Mm-hmm. I fucking don't have a shit ton of debt. I'm mm-hmm. trying to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Like. People might see, oh, you you tied down by all these bills. But by me, that's 
free, bro. But you weren't there 10 years ago. But I'm not saying that, but like the idea for somebody's idea being free is just to go through life and have no type of goals is like, how the fuck did you get there? Like, I got this dude, like there's a dude that I work with and he talks about how he's worked for this um, job for 18 years or something like that Mm -hmm. with no progression though. Like for me, like, yeah, he, yeah, I get paid to play video games and sit on my ass. Like, and he brags about that shit. Like, that's some type of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, nigga. Like, I could never go around trying to brag to people about how how long I've worked at a job and I get paid to sit on my ass. Like, if you getting paid to test video games and like different shit, like that's different. That's yeah. a little like, yeah. But you're you're at a job where you're literally supposed to be working, mm-hmm. and you're sitting on your ass doing nothing, and you brag about how you get paid to play video games at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's something like to your mental. How do you get there? Mm-hmm. How do you get to a point where you've almost just like given up on life and just like accepted this shit as your reality? Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm asking. Like I like like I have a, f- a lot of friends. Like even when I first wanted to start at this, I wanted to do this with a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them basically was like, nigga, you're tripping. Like, like you are like, like who the fuck? <laughs> it was almost like, nigga, who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, for, and then even after you started, people were upset that you're actually doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's almost it's, like, oh, this nigga shit. Like, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, like, for instance, like a lot of the quality and shit, like I use a free editor at the moment. Like, I don't like I don't pay. I haven't like this is a. Just for this basic setup, uh-huh. I think I'm in like three bands, probably a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then if I go to like my other shit, the handcraft, I'm in a couple bands too. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's still why, while paying bills, mm-hmm. like trying to live my life, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm getting no help. It's just me and wifey, bro. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I thought if I could do this like with a group of people mm-hmm. and we all put in on this shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. Just imagine how. This shit would be going if I had other people, other creative ideas and shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think I need to touch on this before, especially before we go. We probably running out of time soon, but um, we got 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So, um, as of now, I kind of like kind of run sh- do shit solo at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple co-hosts, but then um, I think people's lives just kind of kind of got in the way and kind of shit just kind of like dwindled like they just don't have the time and i feel like um um me and my other co-hosts uh there's something that i said that offended him and uh i think i want to on air apologize to him for um so i me saying uh referring to things as like Brent world or Brent land. Mm-hmm. He, t- I think he took that as if I was, he's living in my world mm-hmm. and shit like that. And like, for me, it's just like, that's not the type of person I am. I'm not saying like, this ain't like when I say Brent land, it's not like never, never land. It's not like a physical place. You know what I'm saying? For me, when I say Brent world or Brent land, I'm speaking specifically only about my thoughts mm-hmm. and my thought process, mm-hmm. where I go to create in my head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I was one of those kids that, as I was younger, um, 
I, I don't really think I, I, I didn't know how to think. Mm-hmm. And I think that people were like, Nick, you didn't know how to think like, no, like, so like I, I was very sheltered. And then like everything I was did, I was told what I was supposed to do. Right. Nigga, you weren't even supposed to go in the refrigerator without asking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't use the toaster. Don't use the microwave, nigga. Everything you do, nigga, you better yeah. motherfucking ask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everything that I did, nigga, I was kind of told what to do. Yeah. And eventually my body grew before my mind did. Yeah. And my family then kind of treated me like, nigga, you big as hell. You don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do? <laughs> no, bitch. I ain't been told. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know. I do not know. Yeah. And so, like, there was a period of time where I literally was, like, the size of a man. Yeah. But literally had zero knowledge of anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You went from a size of a kid to the size of a man so quick. Yeah. But then you're, like, so sheltered and coddled to the point where you become this size Everybody expects you to act as your size. And it's like, at what point was I supposed to be able to do such? Mm -hmm. So as I grew up, I still never knew how to think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And until I was like, maybe I think it was 18, 19. It was like, oh, shit. Christianity might not be real. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I like started to be able to literally think for myself is when I started working out this gas station I used to work at. Uh And it was like once I actually started to think Mm-hmm. My thoughts started to scare me in a way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I became that person that was like I had to have the light on, or I had to have the radio going, I had to have the TV on. I had always had to have some type of thing to distract my mind because my thoughts became too much because I had for so long I had never been able to really think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like once I was able was, it was just like this shit just came crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, it all almost felt like for a, for a while, like, a nigga could have been schizophrenic for a second. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit was crazy. And so, like... When for, you say thoughts, what do you mean by like, that? Like, just, I like, things Ideas. in your head. Like, things that, like, when you see something, like... I was listening to something before. I don't remember what it is, but it was like, try not to think. Mm-hmm. And it's almost impossible. Even when you're trying not to think, you're thinking about not thinking. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, I'm just saying, like... um, to like have an idea to see something be like, what if this? What if that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. extremes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. the idea of thinking that Christianity wasn't real mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like I literally thought the second that I thought that Christianity wasn't real, mm-hmm. I was going to walk across the street and I was going to get hit by a car and that was going to be the end of me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those type of thoughts scare me. Like, I don't want to fucking go to hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to fucking live in a fiery pit. Like, what the fuck? Who wants to live like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, so like, you're, like my thoughts scared me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when you start to think about things that aren't necessarily what people have told you for years like when you start to think for yourself Mm -hmm. like all these possibilities come in your head you know what i mean that shit Mm -hmm. gives you anxiety that shit can give you a panic attack Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so like i finally got to the point where i kind of started to embrace these thoughts you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. that's i feel like why i think so different from most people Mm -hmm. why my mind is very open i can have a conversation with somebody that tells me they're raised to be racist and they they're a very strong trump supporter and Mm -hmm. Just all the, you know what I mean? Like, I have my values and I believe in them, but I can also listen to somebody else's perspective and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm not very, like, I don't live by one ideology. I don't live by one set of rules. Mm -hmm. I literally live my life based off of what I feel is right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, some of the values of Christianity, like giving back, becoming like being Mm -hmm. like a good thing, like to the world, like trying to like be a missionary and try to bring peace and love into the world. Like, that is something that I believe in. Like, But 
for me, it's like you can't forget all the other shit that's been made done in the name of Christianity just because of right now what it's supposed to be right now today. Mm-hmm. Like you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. No one would accept that shit for Nazis. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do we accept that for Christians? That's just how I think. But anyway, I got to a point where I was sitting here and my thoughts scared me and shit like that. Like I said, no one wants to go to jail. No one, I mean, no one wants to die. No yeah. one wants, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for yeah. me, my first thought started when I started to think other than religion and shit like that. Cause that, that was my core. That's how I was raised. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like to go against that, like, it's like, like when I first told my family, like I didn't like, like, Believe in it was, I definitely no 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 no. I right. believe in God. Don't 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 You're do that. Ag- <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Agnostic. <laughs> Wait, is agnostic. It, yeah, nigga. Agnostic. I believe in there's a higher power. I just yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah. And I don't feel like you don't believe in organized religion. That's what you said. Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think it's. Yeah. I mean, I believe I I I, I would trust more, one religion more than another. Yeah. Yeah. But even like when you think about Christianity, they tell you you literally can't practice or look at anybody else's shit but mine. Mm -hmm. That's some controlling ass shit. Mm -hmm. If you ever go sit down and talk to a Muslim or a Buddhist or whatever as a Christian, they would literally have a very open conversation with you about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Try to go talk to a fucking Christian about being Muslim or and see that they try to fucking anoint your ass with some motherfucking oil or some shit. <laughs> I, yeah, it's uh, that religion is based off of control. Period. We got that shit through slavery. It's been fucking de- rewritten and made for control. Period. Um, back to our breeze. We have to bleep that out. I, I'm sorry. Nothing I ever said was like you living in my own world. I feel like a lot of the things I do are based off of my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of contribution where as far as like the creative piece, yeah. the financial piece, a lot of the things were my thoughts, mm-hmm. my creative process. Mm-hmm. So when I say Brentland, I was thinking specifically of my thought process, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not of this being my shit. This was ours. Mm-hmm. I felt like we did like anytime I at the beginning, I used to send out pictures to everybody. Like I, I always had people's input. Mm-hmm. I never moved like, nigga, this is my shit. You're going to do what I'm you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, the the logo was a picture of me going like this. It was my emoji going like this. Yeah. But I felt uncomfortable making another nigga feel like he had to wear my emoji on his shirt. Like nigga, you can put your own goddamn emoji on your shirt. You don't have to put me. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of motherfuckers that have been like, nah, nigga, that's the emo, that's the logo. Yeah. You gonna rock it or you not gonna rock it? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't moving like that. I've never moved like that. Yeah. And so for him, it's just like our thought process and like the things that we care about and our our overall um, agendas. I just don't feel like meshed. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, we just kind of separated. Got it. I mean, that doesn't mean that we can't come back together in the future. But for now, um, what I said offended him, made him feel some type of way, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want him to feel like that or never, any man to feel like that. So I just felt like it was best for us to go separate ways. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I had to say that on air because I felt like I offended him on air. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to make that public apology. And I just felt like I, I wanted to, if anybody else p- potentially thought that that's how I was coming across, I wanted to explain myself in the way I, why I said what I said right. and clear up the the thought that I don't, think of myself as 
this being mine and you living in my world. That's mm-hmm. not what I meant whatsoever. Got it. But I appreciate you for coming by and chopping it up, bro. Yeah. We got to come back and do some more, bro. Yeah. We'll definitely talk. Uh, congratulations on winning that seat, man. Yeah. Thank how, you. How long is that? How long are you going to be on? How, four four, four years. years. Four yeah, years. Full term. So four years. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. you're a real politician now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So next it's, election, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. That's what's up. All right. Congratulations. Are you coming back? We're going to do some more? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get the rest of the brothers in. I, like I said earlier, we should read a book and just review it together. I've been talking about this for, with Wifey for some time now. Yeah. I want to start a book club. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds stupid and cheesy, but that's just the type of shit that I like. Mm-hmm. But I want to do a book club. I want to find a book. We can do it on Audible. People can buy the book. And I want to get a book. Read a book once a month mm-hmm. because you get an audible credit every month. That yeah. means so every month we can get a book and we just sit down and chop it up about a book, different perspectives. Yeah. Because I think very different from a lot of people, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we had a pretty robust conversation about David Goggins. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I'm uh, down. All right, man. Oh, uh, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you too. Thank uh, you. Thank wifey or Jen. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, bro. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) Shut the fuck up! Oh my god! Oh, you should have dropped it. Try to do anything? Yeah, absolutely. You think so?